This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk a little Pats football and let's walk aboard right now. Matt Chatham, uh, former Patriot Nesson football analyst, joins us now. Hey, Matt, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes, bud. What's up, Matt? Morning. Hey, morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you got it, Matt. Uh, number one is, um, you know, the the impact, I guess, when you look at this Patriot team defending Super Bowl champs, and I know some of the names have changed, but one big name, what about this offense here without Gronk being a part of it? I would say at this juncture, it, it's less about the football stuff with Gronk not being here, and, and I see I see the bigger void with his personality guy. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You're used to a camp at this point to kind of have the boisterous guy out there dancing in stretch lines. Uh, he's, <laughs> in, in fairness, he's been on a different program for shoot, four or five years here anyway in camps, managing injuries. He was never a full-time participant, but – there was that big guy out in front of cameras, that big guy out in front of camp, that big guy out signing autographs all the time. I think that's the void you notice now. When we start to get the particulars of football, I think obviously the focus shifts away from that position. Someone's going to play it. It won't be in the same role. But so, so that being said, though, Matt, in regards to the tight end spot with the Pats, I mean, is it Ben Watson? Like, who, who, who's the main tight? Who's going to be that main tight end? Oh, well, they have you know a main go-to guy in that position. Well, they signed Matt Lacoste. Uh, he's nice. It, it feels very Belichickian, sort of right. one of these uh, names that, in fairness, I didn't know. <laughs> right, know? right, right. But a gotcha. guy that had yeah. been quietly productive in a less prolific offense that looks like he has some potential that didn't come with a giant number. It's a big body, another 6'6-plus type tight end. Uh, so, you know, there's some potential there. I mean, I, you know, it's almost unfair to the guy to even talk about him in, in the same realm. But we sure. know Ben has the suspension. Uh, for the fertility stuff, I think he did, or whatever it was, right, when he thought he was retired and that whole goofy thing with the NFL. So you know you're not going to get Ben for the first four weeks. Uh, so it looks like Matt's the guy for, at that point. But I think even when Ben returns, I mean, Ben is as, as salty as a guy out there has played this long career. He's sure. going to be efficient. He'll make some plays for you in the red zone for sure. He blocks really well. Uh, but I just don't think we're looking at any guy that's going to stand in that spot is going to get 60, 70 balls. It's okay. just probably not where the position's going. Still an important spot, but man, they block well in that spot too, and they seem to have a couple guys that can do that part of the job. Yeah, they do. Um, here in and what about the ageless wonder in and Matt in in the quarterback in Tom Brady? Starting to look younger, and that pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were roommates years ago, back in 2000, when you know his first year here, and uh, you know, I just we're within a few months of each other, and it's just like that's not what 42 is supposed to look like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I, and I, I think if you work in the media in this particular market, you come to camp each year, you know, even trying to not be his buddy and trying to just do the job, you kind of do look for things. You know, you're sitting there with your binoculars, you're, you're watching for maybe a gate change or maybe a little short motion in the throwing arm with his arm. You know, any, any, you know, any little thing, some, some uh, struggle, something, something, you know, just yeah. kind of looking for like something. Like saying, oh, let us see, he's getting old, and we got nothing. Yeah, but here's the thing, <laughs> it's not there, and I yeah. mean, it almost feels like too, you know, too uh, pom-pom-ish or something to say that he's still the same guy. 
I, I think you would really have a very uh, difficult time if you were, you know, the, the analyst that absolutely hates the Patriots and you really want them to do poorly. I think you would have a hard time watching a 2019 Tom Brady training camp and telling any difference between it and the 2009. Well, the guy looks the same, and I know that's going to be frustrating for people in the league. And you still got to get through 16 games, but at this juncture, it, it's Tom. On the field, Matt, you know, be, being a, a former roommate of his, is he the same guy? Same, I mean, same guy that he was, even with all this success, same guy that he was all way back when to where he is now? He is. He's just got a, a much, much bigger world on his shoulders now because <laughs> it just compacts year after year. I think one of the cool moments uh, a couple nights ago when we were doing the Rodney Harrison uh, induction stuff into the Patriots Hall of Fame. You know, this time of year, each year, a lot of the old faces come back, a lot of my old teammates, and it's a multi-generational thing. But the fun thing is after that's all done, the ceremony is over, we have a little, little uh, you know, dinner and drink kind of thing upstairs, and we go down to the field to watch practice. And it's always fun to go down and, you know, see sort of the multi-generational thing uh, of us older guys. And even guys that are younger than us that are now older, like a Rob Ninkovich. I mean, he trails me by a, you know, a full generation of, of teams or whatever, but he's now retired as well. And, and then they all, we all sit there and talk to Tom, and you can see Tom's still standing there. He's still in practice gear. And there's like four groups, four different age ranges <laughs> that were all his teammates at one point standing there going, what the hell are you still doing playing football, you know? But it's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the cool thing this, with this whole situation. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and that's uh, just why he's the all-time great. You know, so so let me ask you, Matt, with, with um with Belichick and Brady, you know, this tandem, it's unbelievable, right? The success, and it, it's how is it? I mean, I mean, it, it's so impressive that they, they there's no complacency. They're still motivated. You know, I mean, kind of bring us in 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 inside there with Belichick and Brady. I mean, I, to keep that work ethic, keep that 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 chip on their shoulder. What's the true motivation? I think your job is up for grabs every day, and that's kind of the. And it doesn't necessarily mean roster spot, but it's something that they've kept alive since the day they they got there. And you know, I was here for the first year, which we were five and eleven. We stunk, and you know, it was a, a day in day out. Come in, check your locker room. Do I still have gear? <laughs> you know, it kind of <laughs> yeah. situation. And 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 that, I mean, maybe that's a little hyperbole for for today, but at least in a camp situation, especially with ninety bodies. And, and there's really a heightened sense of, of, of competition each and every day. I, I think one group to really look at it, how, the, how this team's sort of broken down, is their secondary. On the back end, you have Stephon Gilmore, who was a first-round pick and a very accomplished player. Sure. But at most of the other secondary spots, you have guys that have either been undrafted guys or maybe a little lower-drafted guys, and they've got incredible depth. I don't think anyone right now can tell you who the second corner is. It's a competition between three guys, very, very realistically so. You have two second-round backups all within the last year Wow, uh, that are in the next wave of guys. So the, the competition in the room is crazy. So, you know, even if you've come in with a little draft capital behind you, you don't have a job yet necessarily. So I think they really, really keep it competitive in the room. They're not afraid to, hey, I'm the starting whatever, and I was really successful last year. Well, they might bring in a high draft pick right behind you yeah. or a free agent to push you. And it's just that, that cycle never ends. Matt, when you look at this roster and you look at this team, uh, obviously the defending Super Bowl champs, they want a great run. Um, do you feel good about where this team is going to be sitting if they stay healthy at the end of the year? I think that's always the biggest key, not just for the Pats, but for really anyone. If you can tell me who's playing in December, we can have a much better, you know. If I look, if you take this roster, give or take a couple yeah. guys, I get it. But I'm not, I'm not talking about key figures. Uh-huh. You know, Brady's there. You know, the, sure. you feel good about this team. 
I do because of I think they made a really good tactical decision earlier last year, and it, by virtue of taking Sony Michelle in the first round, and then now they go back and get the Harris kid from uh, from Alabama this year. They've really built up their offensive line, heavy investment there. I think if you have an aging quarterback, even the one that's still playing at a high level, that's the mode you got to go. You got to protect them, and you have to be able to run the football because it can't be a fifty-five dropback because then you increase the likelihood of hits. Right? Yeah, you can't be back there. And and in fairness, uh, the Saints have done the same thing with Drew Brees. I think it's really the smartest approach. So provided they throw that line, yeah, I think this is a team that's in the mix no matter what. It just we're going to have to see how this shakes out with a wide receiver thing. There's obviously some question marks with that. Jules Edelman got his, his thumb banged up there a little bit, so it won't be available for camp. Nikhil Harry is their first-round back draft pick. So there's some question marks of how where the ball is going to go from Tom, but the talent level in the room is extremely high, and you generally figure they'll figure it out. Matt, let's talk uh, spot. You know well that, that LB spot, the linebacker spots. You know, uh, Break it down, man. Who, who, who's looking like, like the alpha in that group? I mean, who, who do you feel is – you know, and just break down a whole linebacker spot for the Pats. Yeah, well, I mean, we have the the, the phrase we always joke around with with our generation guys. We call it the backerhood. So we've had the backerhood of guys, <laughs> sort funny. of this group that's moved through, and and it's been a weird year in the last or not year, but the last maybe three or four years where sometimes that room shrinks. So there's a lot of teams are keeping less and less linebackers. It's not like six, seven, eight guys necessarily. Sometimes the rotation three or four thin. I think one. Unique thing that's going on with the team now is they drafted the kid from Michigan, Chase Winovich, who looks like a you know D end outside linebacker slash type guy. So with a high, relatively high pick, figure he'll be involved. Derek Rivers is a second round pick from just recently, who looks to be you know for a breakout kind of moment. So that's an interesting spot there. Now Jamie Collins comes back from Cleveland, and they're really excited around here because he looks just like the guy they remember. That would give you some flexibility now with what you want to do with Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy has really proved he's a stud. One last name that's not on there that I think a lot of people here locally forget about is Juwan Bentley. You know, draft pick, Big Ten kid, comes here, plays tremendous for four weeks, and then gets injured, misses the entire year. If he's your middle linebacker, which, he, I mean, he's a big body. He's Brian Cox. He's Ted Johnson. He's Brandon Spikes. You don't always see those kinds of middle linebackers in the NFL now. Sometimes they're the smaller, quicker guys. But if he's in the middle, Dante can now play outside, rush mm. a little bit more. Van Noy can be flexible like always is. And all of a sudden you got a guy like Jamie Collins as the extra body. And, again, we didn't even mention those two young draft picks. So right. they got depth They got depth there. It's a good spot. You know, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, we talk about the roster on the field here. What about the staff, Matt? Because, you know, Flores is now down in Miami. You know, Patricia is in, in Detroit. You know, they, they've lost a lot of guys on that staff in the past few years. What about – you know, that coaching staff, we know how great of a coach Belichick is and the offensive line coach, uh, you know, he's fantastic as well. Uh, we know what McDaniels is an offensive coordinator. What about that coaching staff here taking a hit? Well, uh, Gerard Mayo is the one real sort of curveball that's thrown into this. And Gerard was doing good things in business, doing a little bit of media here, a couple years removed from the game, didn't look like he was going back in. And, you know, Bill always describes him, Gerard's the bear of, right after me so i didn't get to play with him but he always described him as one of the smartest guys he was ever around one of the smartest guys he ever had as as a as a coach and i think it's interesting that it's not you know that he gets the opportunity now to coach it's just he was given play calling duties through training camp already which is an extremely accelerated path uh that doesn't mean he'll be the play caller in season but the faith in gerard his ability to communicate because he's not that far removed from a lot of those guys in the linebacker room uh, that, I think, is a really nice bridge to 
quite frankly, a lot of other names I just don't know. You know, there's a lot of new faces over there on that side of the ball and in the building because a handful of people did go with Brian down to Miami. So, uh, but one thing I'm always sort of reminding myself is sort of the string around the finger with Bill. He's got people in the pipeline. He's got people he's been working with. He's got people that are there breaking down film and giving him advice and doing odd jobs for him and working one-on-one with players uh, in the hours that we don't see them. So now they pop into the scene. He only gives people responsibility when they think they can handle it, and there's going to be a handful of guys in those kind of roles this year. You know, Matt, one area that you're the most concerned about with this team is what? Well, I wouldn't, know, I wouldn't call it concern, but it's just complete uncertainty. I have no idea with the wide receiver core how that's going to shake out. Maurice Harris, interesting guy that comes over from Oakland, has looked really good for the first week of camp, but it's obviously early. Dontrell Inman comes in, has been a modestly productive, but a bigger body. Looks like he could maybe do something. As I mentioned, Nikhil Harry is a first-round draft pick. Looks awesome, but do you expect you know a rookie to be your high-target guy at the receiver position? You expect Julian will come back and kill it, but um, – uh, Philip Dorsett is really kind of the real uh, sort of what's going to happen there because I've loved him. I've been a big fan of his for the last couple of years. He always catches it when you throw it to him, but he doesn't always get high rep counts. So uh, now in that role, how will things go? But because you take Gronk out of an offense and you take Chris Hogan out of an offense, you take some of the people we're used to seeing get the ball more uh, from Tom, it, it is a big question mark as to how that's going to go down. You know, Matt, we'll close it out here. Gordon, you know, Josh Gordon here, is, is he the, – the Patriots still own his rights, right? Is he still, yeah. uh, you know, connected? You know, uh, you know, what's going on with Josh Gordon? I mean, he worked out with Tom on several instances. It's with the beauty of Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. So they checked in a handful of times. We know he's around. We know he's, you know, just rearing to go. Uh, And, you know, it's just the substance thing, which is unfortunate that that can remove you from the game, but all the other far more dirty things can keep you on the field. So um, everyone's just sort of patiently waiting, hoping it happens. I think he's still treated as a teammate best you can with them not being allowed to be in the facility. But still, he still has a real close relationship with a lot of the guys. And I think there's a sense that he will be back at some point. It's just the uncertainty. Are we talking midseason? Are we talking end of season? Or is it something more sensible, like just a couple games off the top here and then we're back into it? It's just we, most guys, don't care. Matt Chatham, uh, Nesson NFL analyst. Hey, Matt, we appreciate the time this morning. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Matt. Right, my pleasure. Take care, you man. Got Take it. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.